Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Take my hand, come with me. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 23 of Soul Food where we are going to look at sincerity which is one of the most important and foundational virtues of the heart. In this episode we'll look at the importance of sincerity where sincerity exists, sincerity as the soul of one's actions. We're also going to look at how intentions don't change sin and how ultimately good outweighs evil and that Allah's mercy subhanahu wa ta'ala outweighs uh, his justice and wrath. We ask for his mercy subhanahu wa ta'ala. Before we get into the episode today about sincerity, uh, I just wanted to let everyone know if you haven't heard already that inshallah we have a really exciting and special episode of Soul Food that we're recording tonight, uh, tonight in Toronto at Seekers Hub Toronto and it's part of the Muslim Chaplaincy's fundraiser. So we're going to have Soul Food live with Nadir Khan there uh, doing a few nasheeds and we're going to kind of transition between the Soul Food episode and the Soul Food reminder and uh, Nadir Khan's Nasheeds. So that's play- taking place tonight uh, at 9 p.m. at Seekers Hub Toronto. For any of you who are in the area, I know there's people all over the world listening, but for anyone who's in the area, please join us tonight. And then for those of you who are in different parts of the world, if you're kind of like in Australia or South Africa or a few other places, I know it's going to be really hard to make it uh, to Toronto tonight. So inshallah, we'll have that recording up tomorrow. Uh, for those who are able to make it, we'd love to have you. But for those who can't make it, inshallah, that's the recording that we're going to have available uh, on Saturday, tomorrow, inshallah. So let's jump into uh, the episode on sincerity, the importance of sincerity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَمَا أُمِيرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ حُنَفَاءَ that all they are ordered to do, all the servants of God, humans, are ordered to do is worship God alone, sincerely devoting their religion to Him as people of true faith. And that they keep up their prayer and pay the prescribed alms, for that is the true upright religion. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in this verse that we have to be sincere, that all that we're commanded to do ultimately is be sincere in our devotion to Him, sincere in uh, being people of true faith, devoting our entire religion and our entire practice to Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So where does sincerity exist? Sincerity, the ulama, when they talk about uh, sincerity, obviously it takes place in the heart. 
that the heart is the the fountainhead of one's sincerity, that it is an action of the heart, and it's invisible. So we can never truly judge another person's sincerity. We can never really get into that. We can only really, if it comes to it, if we're in a position where we have to make a decision about someone, we can make a decision based on their actions. But we can never really know that that secret, uh, that invisible connection that they have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is really something that we're not privy to. And it only is seen by Allah and its place is the heart. Its place is the heart. So whenever we're engaging in something, the intention and the sincerity that we need to have is an action of the heart before we engage in the action of the limb. Whether that's prayer, or whether that's Qur'an recitation, or whether that's fasting, or whether that's charity, that the prerequisite for it being for Allah is that we have that sincerity in our hearts and we intend that it's for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before we actually engage in that action. And the very famous hadith that we often hear about sincerity, it really shows how sincerity is the soul. Just like the, there, you can't have a body without a soul. If you had a body without a soul, we would consider that person to be dead. And if you had a soul without a body, that would also not be true life. So whenever we engage in any act of worship, the act is like the body, is the outward manifestation, and the sincerity of intention is its soul. And when we have both together, that's when we're actually truly successful. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ وَإِنَّمَا لِكُلِّ مْرِئٍ مَا نَوَى That actions are judged by God according to the intention. So if you really think about that, it shows that the intention is even of more importance than the action. That if the intention is sincere, then the action is sincere. And if the intention is insincere, then that action, even if it's a good action, is worthless. And everyone will get whatever they intended. Whatever you intend in something, that's what Allah will give you, undoubtedly. And we have to, and this is beautiful because when it's good, it's good. But if it's insincere, then the result is actually, uh, uh, you know, very heavy and negative as well due to our insincerity. فَمَنْ كَانَتْ هِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ So the Prophet says, whoever migrated from Mecca to Medina for God and his messenger, then their migration was for God and his messenger. But whoever migrated for some worldly benefit, or to marry a particular woman, then their migration is for that which they migrated for. And this is really beautiful because there was someone who migrated, there was a man, he was his name, they call him Muhajir Um Qais, the, the man who migrated for Um Qais. There was a man, he was in love with this woman whose name was Um Qais. She lived in Medina and he lived in Mecca. So she said, listen, the condition for us to get married is that you come to Medina, that you move to Medina, then I'll marry you. So as the companions 
were leaving their homes and their belongings and their property and their family and sacrificing everything to move to Medina with the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. As they were getting up and leaving, this man got up and left too. But the reason that he moved from Mecca to Medina was to marry Umm Qais. But if you saw him, you would say, oh look, he's migrating from Mecca to Medina with all of the companions of the Prophet. So he must be doing this great act of worship, which is migration, because it looked the same. But the soul of his action was different. So it teaches us that even though things might look the same, the thing that differentiates them with Allah is the sincerity in that action. And the beautiful thing also about intentions and about sincerity is that out of Allah's mercy, we can attach many intentions to one act of worship. You can attach, so let's say for example, you want to read Quran. Say, I want to read Quran so that I get the reward for every letter of recitation. I want to read Quran so that it uh, transforms me. I want to read Quran so that I can understand the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I want to read Quran beautifully. I want to understand the Quran. I want to benefit others who might be hearing the recitation. I want to bless my home because when reading Quran, the angels come and mercy descends upon the home and so on and so forth. You can attach multiple intentions to that one act of recitation, for example. And, you know, in, in places of knowledge, they would teach their children from a very young age to think about intentions and to have sincerity in doing things as a regular practice that they would kind of get used to. So when they would be going to school, they would ask their kids, they would say, what's your intention in going to school today? And they would teach them, they'd say, if you see an old person who needs help on the way, you should help them. You should intend sharing with your classmates. You should intend good character. You should intend learning for the sake of Allah. You should intend all of these different things so that even children from a young age, they would be in the habit of thinking about these intentions and being sincere as opposed to just going through things habitually just going through things habitually. And a lot of us, we go through life and sometimes we even go through acts of worship just as habit. And that's not, that's not how it's supposed to be. That the believer is supposed to be conscientious and think about every action and every moment of stillness and how it can be used as a means of drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they say, the scholars, they say that even habitual acts can become acts of worship when you attach a sincere intention to it. So let's say, for example, if someone's drinking water, they can say, I'm drinking this water to sustain myself so that I can worship Allah and to take care of my body as a trust from Allah to thank Allah for the blessing of water, to say Alhamdulillah at the beginning, to mention Allah at the, uh, to say Bismillah at the beginning, and to say Alhamdulillah at the end, to remember Allah, and so on and so forth. To implement the beautiful Sunnah of the Prophet when I'm drinking water. And then you get rewarded for every single one of those things that you do. And every single intention that you had attached to drinking that water, as opposed to, I'm thirsty, let me drink some water. 
it becomes completely different. It's a habitual act that every human being, every human being needs to drink water. But then it becomes an act of worship when you attach that beautiful intention to it. Now this brings us to the next point, that intention doesn't change sins. That one of the things people might think about is that, oh, well, if I intend something good, even if that thing is sinful, but I meant good by it, then Allah will, will accept my intention. They say that when it comes to sins, even if someone is able to convince themselves that they, they're doing something good, it's still considered a sin by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we shouldn't delude ourselves into saying, okay, well, I'm going to you know, engage in something that I know is haram, but I have a good intention. No, if you know it's haram, if you know it's forbidden, then you should steer clear of it. And if there's some benefit that you want to achieve, then you can achieve it through a different method. Right? Then you can achieve it through a different method. So sometimes people try to say, oh, they did something bad. They'd be like, you can't judge me. You don't know my intentions. It's between me and Allah. I had a good intention. It's just like, okay, but don't fool yourself into thinking that you can engage in sin with a good intention. This brings us to the final point, this beautiful hadith from the Prophet ﷺ that shows us that good outweighs evil. That good outweighs evil. The Prophet ﷺ said, God has written good and evil deeds. Anyone who intends a good deed but does not perform it or is unable to perform it, God records it as one good deed. Whereas should he then perform it, God records it as 10 good deeds. So if you intend to do something, then you're unable to do it. If you say, you know, I intend to give charity, and then you look in your wallet and say, oh, I don't have any money. I can't give charity now. But, in, you know, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you were sincere in that intention, he records that intention as a good deed. But then if you actually have something to give, it is rewarded 10 times over. Then uh, up to 700 fold, as the Prophet says, and to yet more multiplications. Here's the beautiful thing. If he intends an evil deed and does not do it, God records it as one full good deed. So if someone says internally they have this uh, inclination, they have this desire to do something sinful, but then they say, you know what, this is haram, I shouldn't do it, withholding from intending to do that sinful thing, you get a reward for that. And if he then does it, then it is rec recorded as one evil deed. So look at the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you intend to do a good deed, but you don't do it, you're rewarded. If you intend to do a bad deed, but you don't do it, you withhold from it, you're rewarded. If you intend to do a good deed, and you actually do it, you're rewarded 10 to 700 to even more multiple times over. But if you intend to do a sin, and we ask Allah protection, and then someone engages in that sin, it's only recorded as one bad deed. I mean, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in these four scenarios, three of which you get rewarded, and only one of which incurs sin. That's the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and how good outweighs evil. So we should, you know, we should appreciate this fact and we should always intend to do the good so that our hearts are always inclined 
and that every action that we do, every thing that we intend in our lives becomes a, a means of drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That brings us to today's call to action. The call to action is, it's, and it's you need to do this, it's actually profound if you sit down and do this. Think of something important in your life and write down, take a notebook, take a piece of paper, take a, your journal, take something, and write down as many intentions as you can think of for that one act. Think of as many, and I guarantee if you do that, that you'll start to think of intentions that never crossed your mind. And you can attach 10, 20, 30, if not more, intentions to that one single act. Whether it's, why am I taking this particular job? Why am I considering this particular degree program? Why am I... Uh, why do I have a friendship with this particular person? What are my intentions in these things? Think of one act and write down as many intentions as you can think of. And you'll be amazed at what comes to it. And then Allah will reward you for every single one of those intentions if they're done sincerely, if you're sincere in that. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for sincerity and for tawfiq and that He fills our hearts with mindfulness of Him and yearning for nearness to him. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbi ajma'een. Jazakumullah kul khair once again for listening. Insha'Allah we'll see as many of you tonight at Soul Food Live. And if not, uh, insha'Allah you'll be able to hear it tomorrow. Uh, we look forward uh, uh, to recording that insha'Allah and to seeing you all for those who are able to make it. Please keep us in your du'as. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Astaghfirullah